one breath at a time. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode six of One Breath at a Time. My name is Rhiannon, and I am your host. And instead of being joined by my lovely husband today, I thought I would catch you all up on what's been going on for the last two weeks. As you know, when I started the podcast, I said I would try to post a couple times a week. Well, maybe I was being a little presumptuous, but this is what real life is. Real life is unexpected. Real life... You never know what's around the corner. When you get over one hurdle, then another gets thrown your way. And um, a lot of people always comment, but your smile says it all. Your eyes light up. You look wonderful. You look great. And thank you, first of all. I appreciate it. But second of all, the truth being is when that bedroom door closes or when my house door closes for the night or and when I'm home or when I'm by myself that's that's when it's the hardest that's when I truly just get stuck in my head no matter what I do I can't figure out a way to get past all of the thoughts that go through my mind and I mean I've tried tons of different temps and something that has helped me is just trying to be more grateful and have gratitude and um try to be more positive and not as negative But with this podcast, I just want to be real that even though you try to be positive more, doesn't mean you are 100% successful. And it doesn't mean I'm 85% successful. I would say I'm probably 50-50. And those of you who see me out and about or interact with me, you may not even know that. You may think that I look put together or that you don't know how I do it because of everything our family goes through. And the truth is, I don't know how we do it. Um, but what I do know is we take it one breath at a time. And these last couple weeks, they've been tough. They, I'm not going to lie. They have been really tough. Um, since I last uploaded, uh, some of the things that we have found out is Ayla is going to need surgery, um, to fix some scarring issues from her last anoplasty. Not quite sure how I'm going to deal with the healing of that, but I guess we'll figure it out. There's no real other choice. Um, on top of that, up and I went to go get chemo and uh, I was trying to describe to them that I had pain in my lungs which I accidentally said the magic words of chest pain and so they called an ambulance on me canceled my chemo that day and sent me to the hospital where I had an overnight stay and um, issues with doctors so yet again 
the theme is advocate, 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 advocate for yourself because nobody knows you better than you. So learn how to stand up for yourself and know your diagnosis and know what the truth is about it and what are the misconceptions because until you get to that point and until you're laying in that hospital bed and a group of six doctors come in and try to tell you you're cured and you know for a fact that you are damn well not cured and the chance of that news ever coming is unlikely then had I not been an advocate for myself to those doctors, I would have been in tears with happiness and a whole other roller coaster and slammed back to the ground like a meteor landing on me when I found out that they were wrong and they just didn't know my diagnosis. All they knew is my levels are currently low right now, so that must mean I'm cured. And so because that chemo got canceled, I had to wait another week before I could get it because my chemos are always on Thursdays. And um, the week before the first chemo, my oxygen had suddenly just tanked and I was on oxygen 24-7 at 2 liters and my blood pressure was up and down. And we didn't quite know what was all going on. And then it got canceled. So went into the hospital on oxygen and um, got oxygen set up at home and all that. Came home the next few days, the next week, oxygen was still on oxygen, just felt horrible, was in a lot of pain. Um, and not to mention, I, when I was at the cancer center to get my chemo the first time, I got yelled at. Yelled at because I was not taking my morphine 24-7 when I've told them already that is not a plan I want to do. I am a mother of two young kids. I don't want to be on morphine 24-7 where they keep upping the morphine. And not to mention, that's how my mom died. My mom died from an overdose of morphine. So I'm the last person in the world who wants to even be near morphine, but I know I have to take it at times, but I am so incredibly careful with it. It's crazy. And so it drives me insane when the doctors are chewing me out because I refuse to take it. So, I, but I do take morphine when I am in excruciating pain, but I can tolerate my pain up to a pretty high level on just basic stuff and um some people may not believe that my pain is at the level it is of how I appear because I can fake it pretty damn well but on the inside just dropping f-bombs like crazy because I'm hurting with a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eyes but so let's see so that week after the first chemo was canceled, and until that Thursday, when I was hoping things would change, O2 was doing really bad, I barely could do anything, um, got chemo, and the lady who gave it to me was her first time giving me the shot. I'm pretty sure she screwed it up, um, or did something different, 
and it didn't work at the rate it usually does and it hurt a lot longer um for those of you who don't know i get my chemo is a shot into my hip um it's a very large needle shot into my hip which hurts incredibly bad because they just pocket a they deposit a big chunk of this thick medicine just into my hip to let it disperse throughout the month hurts really bad i have to be wheeled out in a wheelchair after i get it um and i usually am laying down asleep but this time it just it hurts so so bad and even usually it takes about a day and a half and i'm doing good this took three or four days and during those three or four days my oxygen was horrible my blood pressure was tanking i was doing four shots a day of the short acting chemo to help me at home and that was the only thing helping which that medicine doesn't work unless one of the tumors is acting up so so much for that cure diagnosis right in the meantime, I mean, I'm still a mom. I'm always a mom first, and I have a son who's having anxiety attacks that are through the roof to the point where we're wondering if there's seizures or not. And I have to sign him up for school and get yet another school prepared for him and all of his needs. And it's really hard for me to talk about that stuff with another school because I don't know what the future holds. None of us know what the future holds, and I get that. But with my recent symptoms, it's just so scary. And having to be on oxygen 24-7 just seemed like such a downturn. And my doctors were going along the lines of more of it was just that we have no reason why. You just have to stay on it. And, um, being the stubborn person I am, I check my, I have ways to check my vitals at home, watch my vitals. And if they steadied, I took the oxygen off, um, two days ago and I have since steadied out and haven't needed oxygen. Um, my blood pressure is still being a pain or my, not my blood pressure, sorry. My heart rate is still being a pain and shooting up super high, um, with little amounts of work so we're hoping that's just an endurance thing and out of shape and my body's been through a lot so i'm in physical therapy to monitor and hopefully get that to come down slowly and but it's been a real ride this roller coaster has been very tough lately um i I've really struggled with my mind and trying to not let my mind take over and my anxiety and getting the kids ready for school and still being a productive person. I guess in the long run, we've been through a lot. We have been through so much. It's unfair. But when, if I get in that pity party, that's not going to help anyone. That's not helping any of us. That's not helping me. So I need to keep my head held high. Know that I'm a badass. Know that I'm strong as hell. Know that I'm setting an amazing example for my children as a mother and just as a woman in general. And 
I know that with the strength and love of all my family, I will get through this. We will get through this. I have an amazing husband who really is just, he is a rock. He is my rock. He's there for me when I need him. And all I want is for love and peace for him. And my kids bring me laps when I need them. And I'll continue to fight for them day in and day out, no matter what I need to do. And if Ayla needs surgery, I think it'll be hard for me because I know just with basic procedures, you never know what's going to happen. But this isn't her first surgery. It's not the first time. It won't be the last, probably. It just takes strength. And I just feel like my strength is low at the moment. I need to build it back up somehow. I don't know if that means I need to go find some fried pickles somewhere and build my strength up or what to do, but somehow my strength just needs to get built back up a little bit at the moment because I'm feeling pretty tore down. But I'm working on it. I'm trying to stay positive, trying to look at the bright side, look at the beautiful sun shining in the sky, and we'll get through this. We really, really will. Will. And for my funny story of the week with my kids um, is I was going out with a friend and it was a mom's night only. So kids staying home and Ayla really wanted to go. And I told her, no, I'm sorry. It's only for mommy. And she has such a little attitude anymore. And she's just like, well, I hope you have a bad night. <laughs> it took everything out of me not to laugh but I'm like you need to go sit in time out because that's not how we talk to mommy and that is not very nice and uh, her little attitude I mean I fear for whatever partner she has in the future because she's not going to put up with shit and I'm a proud mom to raise a girl like that and It'll be awesome. I love it. I love being a mom. I love being a wife. And, you know, I love being an advocate, but being a patient's not too bad either. As much as I've gone through, I've learned so much and grown so much. And my mental health is healthier than it has ever been. And my just everything. I feel like all the roles I play, I play with strength. And that is something to be proud of. And I don't give myself enough credit for it. So if you're like me and you just are feeling swamped and feeling like the universe just keeps piling things on and on and people won't get off your back and the laundry's piling up in the corner and your kids room is a mess and you don't know what to feed like your kids for supper but you're gonna make it up on the fly well i'm right there with you and we got this we got this together we we can be an army you can message me and 
and I'll be your support if you be mine. And we, we really got this one breath at a time. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in next time and maybe I'll bring Waylon back and see what trouble we can get into. All right. Love you all. Have a good weekend. <laughs> and so, um, but I don't know how many times you can say those words in one podcast. I think I'm reaching a new record. Thanks for listening. If you got to this point, you should give yourself a pat on the back because that is almost a little bit painful to listen to. <laughs> Appreciate all my followers and continue following along. See, the ants just come out naturally. <laughs> Love you all.